Father God, I pray that you would uh, use me tonight, Lord, as we talk about what's going on. How do we get through this, Lord? Help us. Holy Spirit, help us. Use me tonight. Give us all ears to hear what you would say. Give us the ear that you gave Samuel, that we would hear. In Jesus' name, amen. So, how many of you guys know that I got that dyslexia deal going on? You know what that is? Not if I like to put labels on stuff, but sometimes the letters get kind of messed up in my mind. Anybody else in the... Hmm. The really smart, creative people. All right. I know it's true. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. But, uh, so when I, you know, I was going through that fruit, let's all say fruit, because it's singular. It's not fruits. It's fruit of the Holy Spirit. It's like saying the book of Revelations. It's not. It's the book of Revelation. Okay? So, as I was going through this thing, and I've read Galatians. How many of you guys were here for the series we did in Galatians? How many of you remember last year? I was going to give a little bit of a quiz towards the end of the year to ask how you were doing with the fruit of the Spirit. Remember that? Only Diane remembers that. Reagan does too. And Pete, of course. How did you guys do? Did you have, did, was it better? Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness. Were you, were you better at it? By the way, welcome new people. Glad you're here. Great to see that I'm not the only young one in here anymore. Amen. That's great to see. Just go with it. This is funny stuff. So anyway, how, how'd you guys do? Was it a pretty good year for you? You had a, you had a great opportunity. That's for sure, in 20 and 21, to exhibit some fruit of the Spirit, some long-suffering, some forbearance, some kindness and gentleness, and all the other things. How did you guys do? A little bit better? You guys don't seem so convinced. <laughs> Rich is like, yeah, isn't that cool? Seriously, did you guys feel that you grew a little bit in 21? A little bit? And the knowledge of the Word and, and virtues and things like that. Well, when I uh, came to this, I was really hoping Barry would do patience because base patience is a virtue that God gave Barry in spades. Probably because he's worked with me for over 40 years. <laughs> I did my part, Craig. You did your part to give Barry this incredible sense of patience, which is a fruit of the Spirit. We're going to talk about that tonight, patience. I was going to use the song Guns and Road, just a little patience, but I didn't want I hate that. So you guys know that when it came, I, I haven't been up here since December 11th because remember we did the 18th, we had the dinner, the 25th was Barry's turn, then we did the uh, last week we got canceled out, Barry did the next, so it's been a minute. So I just kept having to wait on my turn. Lord, forgive him. So it's been a minute for me waiting on this and waiting with a little patience. You know, I always... When you think about that word patience, what, what comes to your mind? <laughs> your children, of course. But sometimes you think of it in terms of like waiting in the Walmart behind a super slow person, waiting on my wife to get out because she takes forever to get out to the car. Not my wife, I mean somebody else's wife, I meant. You know, that kind of thing. But you know, that's not really what he's talking about here. That's not the kind of patience he's talking about. Um, how many of you guys like action movies? Bombs, explosions, revenge? You know what I'm saying? Guy stuff. Okay, okay, it speaks to our nature because, you know, here's the thing. Um, I like those shows because you want to see the bad guy get it. 
You want to see him get it, right? Aren't you glad that God isn't like those, like us, when you don't want to see the bad guy get it? You know, so really, when I see movies, and the Holy Spirit does sound like Lynn sometimes, I just don't think we should be watching those revenge murder movies anymore. I go, but they're killing the bad guys. See, it's all good. It all measures out. You do something bad, and then we go do ten, something ten times worse to you, but that's not the way of Jesus. That's not the way, that's not the fruit of the Spirit. You know, in fact, when this was written, there was intense persecution going on. Right? The word, here comes a big word. This word. Hold on. Got a cannot find that funny? Right off the bat. Just a little patience. Here we go. I wrote it down. What's a big word called methamucial? Something like that. (laughs) Okay, I don't know what it is. I don't speak Greek. I don't use it very often. Sometimes it's good in a word search to go and and get a hold of what the author intended. It meant long-suffering. It meant uh, just deal with it. It meant stop being offended. It means sit back and wait. It means all the things, you know, of course it means myopically patience, like standing in Walmart or driving on the highway and things like that, of course. But the bigger, the broader application is we're going to go through stuff, guys. Any new Christians in here? Like, say that's the last five years. Hasn't it been just so easy? Just wonderful. Since you said yes to Jesus, it's just been, I'm just, I'm telling you, I'm just tiptoeing. Everything is just wonderful. I mean, I got a fat bank account. You know, the dog came back, all this. It didn't work like that, did it? It's been rough, hasn't it? Right? But be of good cheer because Jesus overcame the world. He who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. Right? I remember in a wrestling team, and I was I was 0-17 at one time or something. Then I started figuring, I guess I should start practicing. Right? Then I got good. But I remember my buddy, his name was Mark Daniels. First scripture I ever learned, he goes, hey, man, here's what I do. I go under the bleachers and I get along. I didn't know I was talking to God using God's language, the scripture. He said, say this. Okay, what is it? He who is in me is greater than he who is in the world. Okay, and I would go back. And, and, and actually, I think it must have worked. I, I reeled off a few wins in the row before I lost. Another 45 in a row, whatever. But when you say yes to Jesus, you're, aren't, you're a conqueror. You're an overcomer. You, you've already won, Right? Doesn't mean we have a whole lot of battles to go through, right? We're going to go through a bunch of scriptures tonight here in just a second, okay? Just relax. It's going to be a little bit of, and some of them you don't have, okay? The first one I want you to turn to, turn to 2 Corinthians 4. You know, there's somebody that should be here tonight. That is going through an intense struggle. And he's not here. He doesn't understand the what he's up against. The foe. When you said yes to Jesus, and he did, he had a conversion, you don't understand that you've now picked a fight with the biggest bully in the world, and you cannot do it by yourself. He will overwhelm you. He will keep you down. He will keep you discouraged. He will defeat you if you let him. 
but only if you let him by not walking in the spirit. He's going to walk in the flesh, and it's never going to add up. He's going to get beat down. It's going to happen. I've been there. You can't do this thing in the natural. You can't do it. So in this scripture, this is Paul. Now listen to what he says. Let me say this. I'm sorry. Chapter 4, 16 and 17. You know what I like? The Greek word? Never give up. Never give uppers. You ever heard of that word? Never give uppers. Never give uppers. I never give up. There are people in here that have a lot of reasons that they probably should just throw in the towel, but they don't give up. They just keep pushing through because they know when we get home, it'll all be worth it. You just keep getting up, putting your pants on, going to work, doing what you do. You do not give up. You don't quit. I can't stand quitters. That's one thing I don't. I'm sorry, guys. I got a weakness. I don't like quitters. See, you with me? I know you are. That's why we never give up. Though our bodies are dying, our spirits are being renewed every day. For our present troubles are what? Small and won't last very long. Yet they produce for us a glory that vastly outweighs them and will last forever. So we don't look at the troubles we can see now. Rather, we fix our gaze on, not, on, on things that cannot be seen. For the things we see now will be gone. But the things we cannot see will last forever. Bless you. Say, I love never give uppers. And even when they're getting whooped down, you come alongside them and you say, man, I just don't quit. Just don't quit. You guys ever feel like quitting? Is that an option? Do you think these Christians back in, in his day, you know, back, you know, nowadays you get saved and you go to church, you know, it's really tough. You come and sit in a nice air-conditioned place. You've got two big old TVs. You've got a band and all this. These people were meeting in holes. At any given moment could be taken away and killed or imprisoned for their faith. And Paul's encouraging him, be long-suffering. It's okay. Just hang in there. Have a little patience. Because we win in the end. We know that, right? This is like Elso Elementary. Why is this so difficult? Have you guys noticed it's getting rather, the climate's getting a little not that conducive to Christians? Have you noticed? Walls may be clo closing in. So this, we'll probably, we could do this next year and it'll make more sense. And then we'll do next year and it'll make more sense. And the next year it'll make more sense. And all of a sudden it'll click. Now I know what they're talking about, right? We might as well practice now. Turn to your Bibles to Hebrews 11.13. I love this chapter. This is one of those, when I was talking about, there's a uh, Lectio Divina, remember the message I did? Where you take a passage of scripture and it gets a lot of guff, but really uh, we, we take out the mysticism Lectio, Lectio Divina is just studying and meditating us on a scripture, bringing it up, letting it in your mind, putting it in your spirit, and just think about it over and over again. When you read this chapter, the, the, the uh, chapter of faith, listen to what some of these people went through. You tell me if they didn't have patience. 
all these people died still believing what God has promised them. They did not receive what was promised, but they saw it from a distance and welcomed it. They agreed they were foreigners and nomads here on earth. Do you guys feel like foreigners on here, on, over here? How many of you guys have traveled abroad, in, overseas? Isn't it weird when you're overseas and, you, you, and you're the minority, you're the only uh, white person or whatever? It's just a whole different thing, isn't it? That's how we are as Christians, as followers of Jesus here. We're supposed to be here. We used to stand out and be as oddball looking as I did in Pakistan. I've got to be honest, I was huge over there. Huge. Right? And rather white. We should shine out like that. The Bible said we should shine out like shiny stars. Right? In a perverse, wicked generation, you and your conduct, we should stand out compared to everybody else. We should definitely go around and start smacking people on half of the Bible all over. Reagan's like, yeah, do that to me. No, that's not what we do, right? We don't do that. Heck, yeah, we love them. Give them a noogie in Jesus' name, amen. You know, the Bible says, what you do? Who gave who a noogie? Good job. Good job. We can do that. It's misfit church. Okay. But, um, you know, you know that scripture says, Paul says, do not judge. You know, we are called to judge in the church. Kindly, nicely. But how are we going to know when you start getting off track if somebody, some brother doesn't come and say, come, come alongside and say, hey, man, you're messing up. Right? I tell you about the story about my paint store friend, a brother of Christ. I'm going to tell you this. Go to the paint store, and uh, there was a guy, a manager, we've been working on sharing the gospel with him, uh, and, and never uh, preached at him, we just shared with him, right? I, I think sometimes Christians, we can talk uh, English too, rather than just Christianese all the time. So you should be able to participate in, hey, I know a little about the blues, I know, Paul says they come all things to all men that one might be saved, Right? So anyway, we're having this conversation, and we had seen him kind of like drop the guard. So we were able to insert truth. And he would, you know, he could eat the beef and spit the bone out. I mean, but we had been working on him because we were playing the long game, the patient game with him. We had patience. We didn't go try to make the kill in one, one meeting. So we came in, and I saw a, uh, uh, there was a truck. It had Jesus all over this thing. Hey, man, we're going to gang up on him today, Barry. All righty. I mean, the Jesus loves you. Uh, all the stuff on the back of the truck. And I walk in, I saw this guy. He was shucking the corn, boy. He was letting it go. Mother, beep, pop, beep, ba, da, pop, 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 beep, 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 beep. And I was like, wow. Well, I wonder where the dude with the truck is. I'm looking around for the brother up in here. And I was like, there was nobody there. Even in the bathroom, I'm going, no, no. He just kept letting it go. Just kept letting it go. Well, I can't have that. I say, excuse me. That's your truck outside. Oh, yeah. I go, you're a Christian. <laughs> yeah, me. I go, me too. Hey, man, this is great. Can I see outside? Not like that kind of outside. He was the other kind, the kind of stupid. We walk outside, what's up? I go, man, I got it. I got to tell you. 
It was amazing. Watching you do that was amazing to me, how you single-handedly undid the seeds that we've thrown into that man or sown into that man for three years. It was amazing how you did that, dropping every, I got to know, I'd never even heard of some of those words. You're amazing. I appreciate that. I said, you know what, why don't we go over there and take the stickers off your truck? I'll help you. Or, you know, whatever. I, it was something not that nice, but needed to be said. Um, now, I got to pray with them. We prayed with them. Now, who knows what happened after that, but uh, it, I don't know if it affected the guy that we were, had had patience with over the years, but he's still not a Christian. I don't know if that, you know, if he's going to get saved, he's going to get saved. But who knows when your actions might head somebody off at the pass. You don't know because people are watching us all of the time, right? And I know it's tough. It's really tough now that we don't lose our cool out there. We need a little patience. So uh, I got sick. You guys heard that. I couldn't come to. I got sick. My brother and my son-in-law tried to kill me. Went to dinner at their house the other night, and apparently somewhere along the line, I picked up an allergy to shellfish. Apparently that includes crabs because they have shells on them. Okay, I was thinking it was just shrimp. Like, yeah, I know. So uh, we go over there, and I was getting ready to have the first Zoom call Bible study with my son and son-in-law, and I've been patient, waiting for the right time. The time is now. It's wonderful, and we're having a great time because I played the long game, took my time, and now is the right time to do this, right? So I go over to Tyler's for dinner. He cooked up a nice crab rangoon for me. You know, in Crab Rangoon, there's crab. Hence the name. So I get home, and uh, it happened. Uh, you know. But here's the thing. After waiting for so long to have this Zoom call uh, with, with my son son-in-law, it was going to happen. I got on the front of the call, and I said, listen, before we pray a thing, because I don't have long. Um, so 8.16, the Zoom call stopped, and uh, that happened. I say all that to say, you know, the devil can't head off what God has in store. He can try, and he can throw off all kinds of stuff, because he knew we'd been playing the long game, praying for my son-in-law, not only that tried to kill me, but my son-in-law and my son, he, didn't, he knew. He just knows, and I'm not the guy to go around looking behind every corner and say, the devil did it, the devil did it. That ain't happening. That's not what's happening, right? But it's amazing to me the timing of it all. Well, that was just one little, that could have really got me off the game. But I got up. Well, in fact, I lost like two pounds. It's amazing. Then uh, I go Friday concerning patience. I'm going, I just want this done. Why couldn't I have had time for this? But I had to be patient. I go up last night, and I said, anybody knows me that I'm not real good at doing technical things with credit cards and phones, but I did this whole thing by myself, used a gift card, and I showed up to uh, the Texas Roadhouse and bought dinner with my, with my gift card, and I threw a couple bucks in because I had a real good dinner, and I turned the truck off, and I didn't start. And everybody in Winslow apparently had the same idea that I had, and they don't know that when I'm there, everybody needs to leave, and I just do my thing. 
because I don't have a whole lot of patience. But I kept going, oh, man, this is, okay, I can't lose my mind, especially with Batmobile written Misfits for Jesus on the side, you know. Why couldn't I have had an incognito car and lose my mind to shoot the place up, you know? No, no, I had to have every, every kind of Jesus witness on there. No big deal. God, help me, Jesus. Just, I just want to get home. This is something nice I was going to do. I get home, and then I had a blowout on my way home. Shredded the tire, so I'm going to need some help. I come inside. The food's chilly. I'm not. I'm hot. But I did pretty good for me because God's working on me like he's working on you. I'm a work in progress. You're a work in progress. But we should be different this year than we were last year, right? And patient myopically, of course, it deals with the patience of, blowing a tire out, not wanting to shoot up Roadhouse, that, you know, yes. But in the larger things, as we go through this thing where they're hostile to our way of thinking, biblical worldview, guys, is not in vogue right now, right? You have to be patient through it and always be ready to give an explanation for the joy that you have in this pandemic. They're going nuts. They are, people are going crazy, guys, right? And here we are with the secret. So sometimes it sucks. This sucks right now, by the way. That's like a big Hebrew word, sucks. What's happening? But you know what? We got that joy unspeakable. We got that peace. We got that love. We got that patience. We have all that. Why? Because we're remaining in this fear. We're not capitulating to the flesh. That's completely opposed to everything of God. The flesh just, and it never ends. You know what it's like? It's like going to Florida, those little sand things. They just don't go away. They're everywhere, and they fly around. The devil's like that. The flesh is like that. You're sleeping with the enemy, right? I said it at length and tiresome. I wish my brain would have been reborn the same time my heart was. It'd be a whole lot easier, right? Wouldn't it be nice? Just give you, hey, great, I got a brand new brain. I got a new heart to go with a new brain. No, and there's more for us to do. That song, I love that song, the last one. The, the part about, yeah, you know, because you know, it's hard, guys. It's hard being in the moment when you have all this, this stuff. But I will tell you this, concerning the movies, the revenge movies, that's not the way of Jesus. I'm, um, I'm more accountable now than I was before God gave me the revelation that you probably should not be watching that kind of movie because that's not the way of Jesus. And I love secret agent stuff where the bad guy gets it. But I've noticed something else going on. You know, nowadays it's flipping upside down because the good guy is now becoming the bad guy, and the bad guy is the good guy. You find yourself, you're watching these shows, you're actually cheering for the dope dealer. So watch Sons of Anarchy. They flipped it all around. He's now the, the drug dealer's the good guy. Watch Ozark. You guys ever seen Ozark? What a bunch of trash. The bad guy is the good guy, and you find yourself cheering for the bad guy. It's sick. But I loved it it's now until God gave me this thing, and I want to be more godly. I want more self-control. I want more patience. I want more kindness. I want more fruit of the Spirit. So when he reveals something to you to stop doing, here's another big Greek word. Stop. Is that a great word? Just stop. Oh, here's the thing. That's the kind of prayer God can get with. I can't stop this because read Romans 7. You talk about a conflict. Read that chapter. I don't, the good that I don't want to do, I don't do. I find myself doing the bad things I don't want to do because who's going to help me? Who's going to rescue me? Jesus Christ. 
So when you call upon the name of Jesus, there's power in the name of Jesus, and he'll help you stop whatever nefarious activity you're doing. And sometimes, I'm not even doing a nefarious activity. My brain is doing it all. <laughs> I'm, I'm here. Yeah, but you're still sinning because the enemy's within, right? Paul says, take every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. You know what? The more words you put in you, it almost becomes automatic. That's what comes out when people bump into you. I remember when we were playing hockey, and I was trying to reconcile all this stuff. Man, I'm, I'm nice now. I can't go smash your face into the glass, even though it's kind of my job as the agitator, right? Lynn used to love it because I had this orange mouthpiece, and when I was smiling, she knew I was up to something. What were you doing? I can't tell you, but it was good. But when you start putting away the desires of the flesh and walking in the spirit, you don't think there's going to be some conflict going on? Anybody trying to put away the desires of the flesh tonight? Okay, I was just going to see if anybody else was. Randy's like, I'm not, man. I got this, dude. I'm like, Zen light, not a problem for me. Liar. Because <laughs> as long as we're here, we're going to have this struggle in the flesh. But I'm here to encourage you guys. No temptation has overcome you except what's common to man. Every single one of us. Right? And women, of course. Oh, here's my note. <laughs> Something inside of me. My sin nature loves seeing justice, seeing the bad guy get his day. You guys too? Well, like I said earlier, aren't you glad God isn't like that? Because we'd be bumming. Turn your Bibles to 2 Timothy 3, 1 through 5. I want you to think about this real quick before I go. Let me set this up. I believe that the church will be raptured out of here. I believe that because the church has not been appointed to wrath. That's what the scripture says. However, I have a bunch of people with a lot more letters down this that would say, uh, we're going to have to go through it. Okay. Well, we don't know. I truly believe in studying the scriptures, it, 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 we're going to get raptured. Can you imagine a world where the Holy Spirit has been uh, moved out of the way so evil can prevail? It can have its way. You know, the only thing holding that back right now, that this whole place just exploding into flames, is the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit's the one through people and the body of Christ that's holding it back at bay. And it's not like he's, oh, I never want to win. No, he could just, duke, and it'd be over. The gates of hell will not prevail, however, right? Can you imagine living in a world where there was no Holy Spirit, no church, no goodness of God, where he took his hands off and say, have it your way? We're heading to that day. That day is coming. Now, you should know this. This is Paul talking to Timothy. This is a little understudy. You should know this, Timothy, that in the last days, there will be difficult times. Somebody 
Tell me that's a big, big amen right there. That's a bigger amen than that. Okay, good. This just means we're, you're paying attention. For people will love only themselves and their money. They will be boastful and proud, scoffing at God, disobedient to their parents, not this church. Praise God. Amen. Amen. Because you train them up in the way, and when they go, they will not depart. How about this? An ungrateful. Pause right there. You guys remember my thing, if we get two things right, we could go a long way. What the children of Israel got it wrong when they grumbled and complained and weren't thankful. God was really upset with them because of those two things. If you get two things right, I trust God and his promises as laid out in his word, and I thank God for the blessings he's given to me. Those two things, you can go a long way. Isn't that great? It's not rocket science. But that's not these people. They're ungrateful. They will consider nothing sacred. They will be unloving and unforgiving. They will slander others, have no self-control. They will be cruel and hate what is good. They will betray their friends. Wow. Be reckless. Be puffed up with pride and love pleasure rather than God. They will act religious, but they will reject the power that could make them godly. Stay away from people like that. Amen. Amen. Okay, turn real quick to Acts 14. And then I'm going to, uh, I think I'm going to miss a scripture. Acts 14 and verse 22. You know, Paul was all over the place. Paul, Paul, <laughs> Paul knew long suffering, didn't he? If anybody had, uh, well, Jesus was the ultimate example when he said, Father, forgive them. They know what, not what they do. As he died on the cross, forgiving the people that put him there. But Paul knew a little bit about being patient or long-suffering, shipwrecked, beaten, snake bit, all those things, thrown out, flogged. Acts 14.22. After preaching the good news in Derby and making many disciples, Paul and Barnabas returned to Lystra, Iconium, and Antioch and Pisidia, where they strengthened other believers. Now watch this. They encouraged them to continue in their faith, reminding them that they must suffer many hardships to enter the kingdom of God. I think it's going back to what I said at the beginning. It's funny. Sometimes new believers, I think you think it's going to just be roses. Did we ever tell you in this church it would ever be that? Were we honest with you and said, hey, man, you're probably, Jesus actually said, turn around and get out of here. He actually encouraged him, run away. Count the cost before you follow me, right? And then he went on to say, eat my flesh and drink, but those that don't do that, eat my flesh and drink my blood. And they were like, yeah, I'm out. They, and half of them turned around and left. Ironically, it's in John 6, 66. That's just a thing. I just thought it was pretty weird, though. But. He encouraged him. Peter said, where else will we go? Only you hold the keys to eternal life. Where am I going to go? 
I think the thing is it's easier the further you get up the road to not quit because you can't turn around now. Man, at the beginning of this thing, you had 50 lanes wide, but the more that you go, it gets narrow and narrow and narrow. Where am I going to go? There's no place I can go. And, and this psalmist even says, I go to the bottom of the sea, you're there. I go over here, you're there. God's everywhere, and he's for you, right? And he's going to give you the, he wants to give you this stuff. As you walk in the spirit, sometimes you don't even listen to what the flesh says. doesn't mean it's, you know what I'm saying? And sometimes you, you don't even pay attention when you're walking in the spirit. It becomes, I don't want to say easy. Because it's never easy. If it were easy, there'd be more Christians. But it becomes more muscle memory. This is what I do. You want to know? And we said it again. You want to know where we're at Saturday? We're here. You want to know where we're at Wednesday? We're here. You want to know where we're at Friday mornings? Most of the time, we're out there. Don't say it sometimes. But it becomes somewhat And I give me a word that doesn't mean easy, but the longer that you do that, Christians that have been around for second nature, instinctive, because you've learned to crucify the flesh and its evil desires because you recognize where that leads and it's no good for you. And the plan that God has for you is so much immensely better than that. And you've been there, done that. You know, early on, <laughs> Joe's like, it's like this, man. Completely normal. Right? So the more you walk, it might be like this. Actually, it's probably like this because the highs may not be so high. I love meeting new Christians. Oh, I'm telling you, man, it was the most amazing revelation ever, dude. Wow, man. And I love it. It's great. And sometimes hanging around new believers gets you fired up because you're like, golly, I wish I still felt like I still love you, Lord, but he's here fired up, you know? I remember that. And David said, take me back to the joy of my salvation. Take me back to when we first met. When I first met you, I was just so tickled just to be saved. And here's the thing. There's a real danger while we're being patient of continuing to add knowledge and doing nothing. Because you're accountable for what you know. James 1.22 says a faith without works is. So why would you want to add more knowledge and more knowledge and more knowledge about what to do when you're not doing the very basic things he says to do? seems to me you're actually going to be more accountable. Adrian Rogers says you're not only accountable for what you know, you're accountable, accountable for what you should have known had you been paying attention. You guys come here every Saturday night. You ought to be leaving with at least one nugget. Just one. Well, I don't know why I always said. Something about patience and the word stop. But you know what? If you go out there and you call on Jesus' name and he helps you stop doing something stupid, it was a good night. Amen. If you go out there and you see a brother that's discouraged and you find him getting into some kind of sin, you can be the person that steps in and helps that person get back on the right track. The Bible says that'll, that'll, it won't be taken from you. That'll be a blessing for you. That's worth learning tonight. Isn't it great? Where's my phone? I mean, I'm taking a picture of you guys. Link, give me your phone here. Oh, you don't have your phone either. 
Johnny, get your phone. Thank you. Bunch of misfits don't even have their phones. I'm going to show you my view. This will be on Facebook later, so everybody look really cool. Can you just take a picture up there? Yeah, we could do this as Misfit Church. We, oh, I'm not even over here, though. Well, wait, we don't. We need, like, everybody over here. Yeah, come on, Reagan. Get some. And let me say this, Christians. Beautiful. That's good. That will be all. Let me say this. Thank you, Annette. Why we're having patience, why we're being long-suffering, for Pete's sake, let's have a little bit of fun. This group, being through some of the things you guys have done, know what the wrong kind of fun is. You should know what the good kind of fun is. God is not slow in returning or slack, as some say he is. He's being patient. Willing that, wanting everybody to come to repentance, nobody would perish. That's why God's waiting. He is waiting on you or your loved ones or your loved ones' loved ones. He's waiting because if he came back now, aren't you glad he didn't come back? Let's see. 31 years ago? Amen. How long have I been saved, Lauren? 21 years? Yeah. At just the right time, it get pleased God to reveal his son in me and you. Just the right time. Perfect timing. So I'm going to encourage you guys this week. We have five to go. Four weeks to go. Until we wrap up the fruits of the Spirit. But I'm going to encourage you guys to really examine yourself. And just see if you're doing better. Not great, because none of us are going to do great. And if they think they're doing great, they're lying. They could be doing good, but we could always be better. Right? Oh, I've got it all, man. I've got all the spirit. I'm, I'm moving on to some, some different things now because I've mastered the fruit of the spirit. You're lying. You're lying. We could always improve. Let me see if I had one. Last thing, little tidbit. I don't think I do. Bring those up, will you? Let's do that. Dear brothers and sisters, when troubles of any kind come your way, like 20 and 2021, consider it an opportunity for great joy. For you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. Anybody feel like you've grown in endurance the last couple of years? Like, yeah? Okay. Hit, hit freeze on that. Alpha called us today. He got to spend, give me, he got to spend two and a half, almost three hours with his children unsupervised at the little playhouse. Because we've walked side by side with him. And he annoys the crap out of me. Boy, I love him, though. I love that man, young man. I really do. And I'm really proud of you. You know why? Because you've sought the kingdom and its righteousness above everything else. And look what God's doing. And you've had long-suffering 
and you're sticking with the plan. I've seen you go off range, but you've stuck with the plan out, but this is God's way. This is God's battle, not yours. And when you do it that way, look what he does. And it brings him glory because you're the one going, I didn't do it, man. And you own your, on a shingle, when you did it. I did this. It wasn't, it wasn't the girl in the garden. It wasn't Eve. It wasn't the God that put her here. I did it. And when you do that, dude, man, look what happens. That's glory. And that's an opportunity. For you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. So let it grow. For when your endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect and complete, needing nothing. Now we know that's in glory. Amen. Hallelujah. God blesses those who, what? Patiently endure testing and temptation. Afterward, they will receive the crown of life that God has promised to those who love him. And remember when you're being tempted, do not say God is tempting me. God is never tempted to do wrong, and he never tempts anyone else. Watch this. Own it. Temptation comes from our own desires. It's not your mommy, it's not your daddy, it's not your wife, it's not your girlfriend, it's not your past, it's not the president, it's not the administration. Eh, okay. <laughs> Sorry, my bad. <laughs> anyway, you guys get the point, right? That entices and drags us away. These desires give birth to sinful actions, and when sin is allowed to grow, it gives birth to doubt. How about that? All we need is a little, do you guys want to sing the Guns N' Roses song? <laughs> I was like, yeah, rock, let's rock that song. Let's rock that song. <laughs> Are you guys enjoying the fruit of the Spirit series? You know, th it's grouped in threes. Think about it. You go home and you can study this on your own. There are nine fruit of the Spirit, nine graces given as fruit of the Spirit. What are they? Love, joy, peace. And then you go to another subsection. And then you go to another subsection. I said the early Christians actually did it like we do. What is it? Faith, open, love? What's the ones that we've written all over the walls? Faith, open, love. It would have been, they would have been familiar with that in these subsets. It's just interesting. It's a nice little thing to, uh, to, dig, to dig deep. I think that's it. Welcome new, new guys and gals. Glad you're here. Good to see some cool beards in the place. And good to see other young people, like I said. You were? Hallelujah. <laughs> so I'm going to pray, and then we're going to get out of here, and then we're looking forward to seeing everybody back here next week. Of course, I was testing them to see if they were paying attention. Tomorrow at breakfast, what time? 9 o'clock, and we're having stuff on a shingle. Biscuits? Bi okay, let's, yeah, yeah. Beef on a biscuit. Bob, and what else? Is that bacon and stuff like that? Eggs. Mm. You have to come and find out. And we'll have coffee and stuff, of course, too. Look at that. This is the brand new shirt. We're, look at our model we have. Danny, I can give you her number later. Give me a call. So these are for sale, of course. What are they? 20 bucks? Okay. Oh, right over there. That's right there. 
Why do I like that guy? Yeah? Okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay, 20 bucks. Okay. So enough of that. We're going to pray and get out of here. Is there anything else? Just a little patience. And next week we're going to talk about kindness. So be thinking about ways to be kind. Lord, <laughs> we thank you, Lord. We thank you, Jesus. We can come to a place like this that you uh, have provided for us, Lord, a cool place, a cool venue that we can get together like-minded and study what it is to means to be a Christian, Lord. So help us, Lord. Guide us. Let us be led by the Spirit, Lord, and remind us uh, and give us that internal strength, Lord, that comes from walking close with you. Let, let us bear fruit, Lord. And the way we bear fruit is just a close walk with you, Jesus. So we pray in your name, Jesus, that you, we would be light bearers for our communities and our families. We pray that we would be fruitcakes for Jesus. So we just uh, we thank you for, for what you're going to do. In Jesus' name, amen.